The Liberals Gun Corner, a proud progeny of the Gun Rights Radio Network, hosted by Cowboy T, San Francisco liberal with a gun. This podcast is always available at www.liberalsguncorner.com, and you can email us at cowboyt at liberalsguncorner.com. Cowboy T here. Welcome to area, um, I mean episode 51. <laughs> I uh, hope you'll forgive my uh, slightly hoarse voice here. I'm recovering from a buggy boo here that took a little hold of me. But it's getting beaten back, just like you'd expect with someone with my kind of personality. <laughs> By now, all of you have probably heard about that terrible thing that happened in Orlando, Florida. You know, where that crackpot decided to declare allegiance to a terrorist organization, ISIL, and go shooting up innocent people in a gay nightclub. What was it, something like 50 people dead and another 50-something injured? Think about that, folks. Over 100 innocent people shot by a madman terrorist. I've avoided naming the perpetrators like him before when I've discussed terrorist acts like this. One one example is the, uh, the Virginia Tech terrorist. Whenever possible, I avoid naming him, and, and that's to avoid giving any further fame to his name. Same for the, the killer at Sandy Hook Elementary School. We all know who he was. And I'm not going to dignify him by, any, and by using his name either. Just not going to do it. And the same goes for this uh, source of evil. You want to know his name? You really want to know his name? Go look it up if you're into that. Y'all know I'm from San Francisco. What's San Francisco known for? <laughs> well, a lot of things. Well, like cable cars, Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah, let's run down the list here of a few of them. Chinatown, peace and love, you know? Whoa, man. A bunch of really good music groups from, like, several decades back, man. You know, Creedence Clearwater Revival, the Doobie Brothers, all that. Carpenters. And, yeah, gays. We're known for that, too. Folks, I grew up hanging out on Polk Street when I was a kid. This is where the gays generally lived back then. Uh, later, the gay community moved to uh, Castro Street. Something I never understood why they moved, but they did. And now I think the center of the gay community there is somewhere else in the city. But wherever it's been, wherever it's been, though, at least throughout my lifetime, it's been party town. You want to go to a good restaurant? Huh, you headed to Polk Street. Street carnivals? Polk Street. Par- uh, parades? Ha, huh, Definitely. Polk Street. People would go there just to hang out just because it was so much fun. I'm serious. You didn't have to be gay by any means to go have fun and hang out on Polk Street. I'll tell you a really great memory uh, from when I was nine years old. This was in 1978, the summer before I turned 10. Mom, one of my sisters, and I went to a street fair. Uh, it was up on, yes, Polk Street. Parade, rides, you name it. Roadside food vendors. You know those balloons that they twist, those long balloons they twist into shapes like dogs and cats and all that good stuff? Yep, all that was there. They had the face painters. I got my face painted some really cool blue design. (laughs) I didn't wash that thing off for a week. (laughs) I was so proud of that thing. I thought it looked so cool. You know how kids are. Oh, oh, and here's another one. There were a couple of ladies there selling uh, cupcakes. Now, cupcakes, whoop-de-doo, right? But here's the really cool thing about those cupcakes. Oh, and no, I don't mean there were marijuana cupcakes. Get that out of your heads, everyone. (laughs) 
I get it. I know why you think that, but not this particular time. (laughs) Rather, it was this. You bit into the cupcake, and you saw a perfect little rainbow. Yeah, these ladies somehow, I still haven't figured out how they did this, somehow they came up with a way to use food coloring to bake a rainbow inside the cupcake. It was curved, the whole thing. Now that was cool. I pretty much begged Mom to get me one. Thank goodness she did. Man, not only did that thing taste great, it looked great. Uh, It's lots of frosting with, you know, candy sprinkles, all that business. Folks, that was almost 40 years ago, and I still remember all that vividly. That's how much fun you could have on Polk Street. That's why just about everybody went to where the gays were hanging out. So, I grew up around everybody. Gays, straights, same as I grew up around all sorts of different cultures and, you know, so-called races. For those of you who've never been to San Francisco, here's a rough working description of the city. Take New York City. Toss it in a blender and hit frappe. (laughs) That's San Francisco, basically. And I'm so thankful that I grew up there, especially during that period. It's changed a bit, of course, over the years, but... I just I was just talking to my mom, I think, yesterday or the day before yesterday, and I asked her about that. She said that open-mindedness amongst the people is still pretty much there. Ain't changed that much, according to her. And there are times when I really miss that. And that's why I find it so effing insane that someone could hate people so much just for being black or Latino, or East Asian, or or Indian, either kind of Indian, or white, or gay, or whatever. I've never been able to understand that kind of mentality, folks. Hey, I'm not saying I don't know it exists, all right? I know better than that, way better than that. Of course it exists, so I ain't out here singing Pollyanna. Got it? Remember, I also grew up having to watch what my dad had to go through sometimes just for being black, so I know. Tell you something else. I lived in Seattle for a bunch of years, too. Now, up there, the gay part, quote-unquote gay part, of town is, is called Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill wasn't well, quite as vivid as, say, Polk Street was, but it wasn't far from it. I had no problem going up in there and hanging out on Capitol Hill there in Seattle. <laughs> Matter of fact, I went grocery shopping up at the, uh, the QFC, Quality Food Center, I think is what it stands for. It's a grocery store up there uh, uh, on Capitol Hill a few times. Hey, I was in college, folks, and when you're in college, you know, unless your name's Rockefeller or Kennedy or Gates or you know Bush or Clinton or one of those mega-rich families, guess what? You're clipping them coupons. I don't care if they're gay, straight, or kook among them where the doggone store is. If it's got one of the best deals, that's where I'm going. Uh, that was also, by the way, where you saw a lot of the goth, you know, the gothic lifestyle folks and other folks who did what, I don't know, we'd probably call alternative lifestyles. And it was all cool, with very few exceptions. People didn't step on each other that way. Matter of fact, during that time, there was a fellow named Cal Anderson. Let me tell you about him. He was the Washington State legislator for the uh, legislator, I'll just make that more clear, for the Capitol Hill District there in Seattle. Yeah, state legislator. Um, He was, um, at the time, Washington State's only openly gay legislator. And man, that dude was freaking hilarious. Here, there was one time he got the whole legislature cracking up. The whole body. 
the discussion, here's, here's some background about this. The discussion was about agriculture. Washington State's known for apples the same way Idaho's known for potatoes, pretty much. So there's a big honking apple orchard industry there. Um, and there was a House floor debate uh, going on about something dealing with that. So, you know, someone from eastern Washington, oh, I should tell you this too. Eastern Washington's the so-called conservative part. Western Washington's the so-called liberal part, just so you know. Someone from eastern Washington asked what people in cities like Seattle would know or care about with regard to agriculture. Representative Anderson answered, I object to the premise of that statement. On the contrary, my constituents have a particular interest in the success of fruit in this state. Floor debate continues right on going. This representative talks, that representative talks, and so on. It took about a minute. Everyone now realizes what he had just slipped in there. Folks, if you missed it, go back about 15 seconds and listen again. They're trying to hold it in. And then the dam breaks, and they all bust out laughing. Cal Anderson, he's just standing there with this evil little gotcha smirk on his face. (laughs) Eventually, everyone settled down, but for about five minutes, it was pandemonium, gut-wrenching laughter. It was great. But there was one time when things weren't so nice and genteel. This time, I was downtown Seattle with a buddy from college. Uh, two fellows were standing there on, I think it was 4th Street. Um, they were standing kitty corner from where my buddy and I were standing. The two guys were holding hands, minding their own business. My buddy says, dude, look. And I say, what? He points to the two guys and says, those faggots. Yeah. I'm now staring at my buddy like he just sprouted three horns grown out of his head. What? I'm asking him. Then he says, I still can't believe it. Man, we ought to go kick their asses. Oh, boy. Now, let me tell you something. This dude was legendarily stupid, not only because he's now wanting to harm some other people minding their own doggone business. Oh, but it gets better, and we ain't through. Even worse, these two gay dudes happen to be big-ass guys. Like, I don't know, 6'3 or something. It looked like they were about my height, and they weren't little tiny Tims in the muscles department either. These were some pretty big dudes. I was like, man, I hope these dudes didn't hear what my dumbass buddy just said. Because back then, yeah, I could take care of myself, but I was still pretty skinny in those days. Fortunately, thank goodness, it looked like they didn't hear us. As you might guess, I didn't hang around with that idiot anymore after that. I've also heard of some pretty ugly things happening to gay folks just for being gay. And I mean like assaults and even murder and such. You know, and this is for, you know, a gay person not attacking anyone. Just being. Being, folks. I mean, come on. Just for being gay. Some folks have gotten bludgeoned to death just for being gay. This is why when I learned about the pink pistols about, oh, three, four years ago, I became a pink pistol. Yep. Oh, but Cowboy T, you're straight. What are you hanging around with the gays for? Don't you have to be gay? Well, first off, I don't care if you're gay or straight or kookamung or whatever, like I said. I really don't care. If you're cool, you're cool. If you're a jerk, you're a jerk. Simple. And you don't have to be gay to be a pink pistol. 
the local chapter is um, is run by a guy who is as straight as straight can possibly be. I mean, this guy is alpha male, and he runs uh, the Pink Pistol ch- uh, chapter. He's a coordinator. So you don't have to be gay to be a Pink Pistol. You doggone right, I stand with anyone who needs to defend himself. Anyone. Dude, dudette, black, white, kookamungan, gay, straight, or whatever. If you're minding your own business and not stepping on other folks, you have the right to defend yourself too. I've said before that every last black person should be pro-Second Amendment. The most pro-Second Amendment of all Americans. I've even dedicated a couple of episodes to that idea. Then I did the same thing again with the Muslims. Well, it looks like now I'm doing it with the gay folks. You know, given what's happened to, to happen to them over the years. Now, I don't know a single one that shouldn't be packing something. Hey, if you can fit in, if all you can fit in your pocket, if the only thing you can possibly fit in your pocket or whatever is a little 380 auto, then for goodness sake, pack it. Have something with you. Something. You know, maybe if a good guy had been armed there in that nightclub in Orlando, that terrorist might not have killed or wounded so many people. We've seen this before. I know what I would have done if I had been there, or my dad had been there, <laughs> either one of us. And imagine if both of us had been. <laughs> that terrorist would have had a fight on his hands, because not only was dad a, a good shot, I'm also a good shot. It's like Susanna Hupp of Texas put it, not a guarantee, but it sure would have changed the odds. Katie Couric's armed bodyguard, you know, the one she'd prepare, she'd uh, prefer to have instead of a, an unarmed bodyguard, you know, that person probably would have changed the odds too. And that's why I, Cowboy T, San Francisco liberal with a gun, am also a pink pistol. Folks, arm yourselves. Think of it as an insurance policy that you hope you never have to use. But just in case you do need it, it's there. That's what it's for. And that's one way to help prevent horrible, terrible acts like what that terrorist did that night. Okay, yeah, the police killed him in a shootout. And may he rot in hell with the the other terrorists just like him. Fortunately, though, we don't have to make it easy on evil people like him. And that's because here in the United States of America, just like in Switzerland, we can shoot back. If you're religious and you believe in the power of prayer, then go ahead and pray for the victims, their families, and and the cops who had to go and stop this madman. And after you've done that, consider a little trip to your local gun store. Because, as my dad's life proved, guns in the hands of good guys really do save lives. The VCDL is right, yet again. We'll be back.
we're back, folks. We just got through talking about the, the terrorist shooting of those innocent people in Orlando, Florida. Unfortunately, it's the antis. They just don't get it. They, they, they seem to subscribe to Rahm Emanuel's, oh, never let a good crisis go to waste, because they're at it again with their push for gun restrictions. Once again, the antis are dancing in the blood of innocent victims. Folks, this, they're doing the same old canard. They're pulling it again, over and over again. Distortions, even outright lies in their attacks against law abiders like you and me. Now, of course, since this particular shooter did use an AR-15 type rifle, they're doing the ban assault weapons now war cry. Get these weapons of war off our streets. You don't need a killing machine like an assault weapon. Military weapons belong on the battlefield, not on our streets. <sighs> okay, we've dealt with this before. Looks like we'll deal with it again. Once again, the Democrats in our Congress are calling for gun control. But see, now they're using new language that they call gun safety. Well, folks, there's nothing safe about what they're asking for. As usual, nothing they're calling for would have stopped that shooting in Orlando, nor would it stop a future copycat wannabe. They're constantly asked, okay, how will what you're proposing actually stop someone from doing that again? And as usual, they have no answer for that. Rather, they go off on tangents and change the subject and make evil accusations against people who don't agree with them. You know, they're actually claiming that people like me, and I quote them, want to arm terrorists. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They're accusing people like me of wanting to arm terrorists. Whoa. Well, how about I, how about I accuse those Democrats of hating black people because they won't vote for reparations for slavery? Huh? I wonder how they'd react to that one. So, what are they actually proposing? Let's get to that. Here's what they're talking about. They're saying that if you're on something called the no-fly list... You should automatically fail a background check for buying a gun. Yeah. They call it no fly, no buy. <laughs> Sounds catchy, doesn't it? Nice little soundbite for the antis on the news media to pump on out there. Well, there's a not-so-little problem with that. Its name is Senator Ted Kennedy. Yep, the late senator from Massachusetts. You know that he ended up on the no-fly list some years back during the George W. Bush administration? <laughs> yeah, he did. That's right. A sitting U.S. senator, the so-called liberal lion of the Senate, was not allowed to fly in the United States because he was on that list. He had to take the train between Massachusetts and Washington, D.C. for, what was it, five or six we uh, weeks, something like that? Five or six weeks? Now, let's put this in some perspective, okay? This is a guy who had direct access to the Attorney General of the United States pretty much whenever he felt like. You know, a big and powerful senator. Which he was. He was that. He had a level of access to other high officials that you and I would never get in a million years. And it took even someone with that kind of power and influence a full five or six weeks to get his name off that list. Now... What did the good senator actually do to get on that list in the first place? 
Hmm. Well, we'll never know because the federales won't tell us how you get on that list. Oh, and uh, you and you're, if you're thinking, well, you know, the Bush administration's the one who started this, think again because the Obama administration is being just as tight-lipped about all that as the W. Bush administration ever was. So much for that transparency, huh? And that's the problem. You end up on that list. There's no due process. No way for folks like you and I to get off of it. Even someone like Ted Kennedy had to go pestering the Attorney General of the United States multiple times to get himself off of that list. No due process. None whatsoever. You're on a guilty list, a bad and dangerous persons list, and now you can't even get on an airplane. Furthermore, there's no way for you to get off of that list. Now remember that we have a legal system here in this country that says you don't get deprived of your rights, quote, without due process of law, close quote. That's what the Constitution says. Before our government officials can strip you of your rights, any of your rights, there has to be due process. That includes, but is not limited to, a trial by a jury of your peers. That's what the Constitution says. It's right there in the Fifth Amendment, the Bill of Rights. Here's what it says. Quote, No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service, in time of war or public danger. Okay, that, of course, means that... Uh, you got to be indicted by a grand jury unless you're in the military, in which case you're subject to military rules. Nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb. That's the double jeopardy clause. Nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, the take the Fifth Amendment clause, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. We'll get to that in a moment. Nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Close quote. The part that applies here is, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Well, here in the good old U.S. of A., that means you got to be convicted of something by a jury of your peers. That's what it means. The liberty provision is what we're talking about here. So what's liberty? Basically, it's the, it's the freedom to do what you want, whatever you want, when you want to do it, so long as you don't infringe on other people's rights to do the same. It's the same as the real, true definition of liberalism, and that's what makes me a liberal, because I believe in that heart and soul. Heart and soul, folks. And the framers viewed some of those rights as so important that they specifically called them out in the Constitution, especially the Bill of Rights. You've heard a lot of them. Uh, the right of uh, free speech, the freedom of the press, freedom from unreasonable search and seizure, all that stuff. Well, of course, there's another. It's called the right to keep and bear arms. That, folks, is a right, not a privilege. It's a right, just like the others. You strip someone of any, any constitutionally guaranteed right you better have a damn good reason. And that's what due process is for. To establish that damn good reason. Without due process, folks, we're North Korea. We're Red China. 
were Iran under the Ayatollah's tender mercies. Saudi Arabia, Vladimir Putin's Russia, all that. Well, that's what the Democrats are proposing. This no-fly, no-buy thing. Uh, That's why it's so dangerous. That's why. You just got a constitutionally guaranteed right stripped from you. And there was no due process whatso-freaking-ever. And there's no way for you to get off of it. Uh Uh-uh. You can't get off of it. Heck, in order to even get on it in the first place, there should have been a trial. You should have had to have been arrested, you know, tried, and actually convicted of a crime in a court of law. You know, where the state actually has to prove you did something bad, not just a, well, we don't get a warm fuzzy about this person. Stick him on the last. The proponents of this plan naturally say, oh, but we won't make mistakes. You won't get on there unless you're a terrorist. Yeah, sure. Tell that to Senator Ted Kennedy's family. Go on. I dare you. It's well known where they live. Go ask them that. Go ask them about the due process question. I know, yeah, I know. They believe in gun control except for themselves and their bodyguards. Yes, we know that. Well, whether they agree with gun control or not, I'm quite certain they remember that violation of their own relatives' due process rights. At least I sure hope they do. You know, heck, tell that to anyone anyone else who's ended up on that list and found out the hard way that no, they can't go visit their family for the holidays. And they have no idea in the world what happened. But apparently due process doesn't seem to matter to these Democrats. You don't believe me? I know, I know. You sound like a Republican, Cowboy T. Are you turning Republican on us? Well, not quite. Here's my backup for that statement. You know I always bring some backup. Listen to what Senator Jim Manchin of West Virginia, he's a Democrat, has to say about this exact issue. Because we know that Donald Trump has met with the executive director of the NRA this week in New York. Do you see his positions, the presumptive Republican nominee's positions, having any kind of sway on your Republican counterparts in Congress when it comes to what you're trying to do? Well, uh, they haven't been towing the line that well with Donald to begin with, so I don't know how much they're going, he's going to influence him. But him speaking out, he has the pulse. I mean, you know, this, this man has not gotten where he's gotten to right now without having the pulse of the people. But this is just something that needs to be done. And I think that basically they will see and find a path forward. The problem we have, and, and really the, the firewall that we have right now, is due process. Yeah. It's all due process. So we can all say, yeah, we want the same thing, but how do we get there? If a person is on a terrorist watch list, like the gentleman, uh, the, the, the shooter in Orlando, he was twice by the uh, FBI. We were, we were uh, briefed yesterday about what happened. But that man was brought in twice. They did everything they could. The FBI did what they were supposed to do. But there was no way for them to keep him on the next list or keep him off the gun buy list. There was no way to do that. So can't we say that if a person's under suspicion, they should be a five-year period of time that we have to see if good behavior, if this person continues the same traits? Maybe we can come to that type of an agreement. But due process is what's killing us right now. Those are not my words, folks. Those are his Senator Manchin's own words. So that's what the good senator thinks of due process, huh? From a sitting senator, no less. What happened to that oath he took about defending the Constitution? You know, as an American and as a veteran, that attitude scares the heebie-jeebies out of me. 
you know, coming from someone who literally writes the laws. And that, folks, is what's grossly, terribly wrong with the Democrats' proposal here. And that's why it should never, ever be allowed to become law. There's nothing liberal, quote-unquote liberal, at all about it. Quite the contrary, in fact. Last I checked, this was America, and we're not supposed to be doing that kind of thing here. Representative John Lewis, a hero of the civil rights movement back in the day. He should be ashamed of himself for what he did in the House recently. I'm amazed that a black man, of all people, could actually support getting rid of due process for a constitutional right. What's next? The 14th Amendment, too? You know, is that next? You know, how did he like it? Here's a good question. Let's pose the following. How did he like it when the Voting Rights Act of 1965 got eviscerated by the Supreme Court recently? What did he say about constitutional rights then? Here's what he said, and I quote, It took people struggling and dying for the right to vote. Yes, it did, Representative. It took the same thing for the right to keep and bear arms, too. Especially for black people. And as someone who was there when the Deacons for Defense were active, he, of all people, should know that. I sure do, because my dad made sure I did. We'll return in a moment. And now, folks, we've got a special little surprise for you. I can't say it's particularly pleasant, but it's a little surprise. Listen to this. Today, President Obama said we as a country will have to reckon with the fact that this type of mass violence does not happen in other countries. What's like the reaction? Switzerland. <laughs> that's, that's Let's not talk true. about other countries. Good point. Switzerland. They issue fully automatic machine guns to every last 20-year-old man because Switzerland doesn't have an army, it is an army. I'm sure we've all heard that before. Uh, It is one of the safest countries in the world. The the example I like to use, because I did live in Europe, is a woman could walk from one end of the country to the other, stark naked if she wanted to, and the worst thing that would happen to her is she might be offered uh, to have somebody buy her a drink or maybe get asked out on a date. Nobody's going to harm her. Why? Because everyone's got guns. It's repeatedly one of the five safest nations on earth. Uh, um, a nation with, where 
pretty much everyone has a machine gun. All the men and a whole lot of the women, for women it's voluntary service. So you're right, why shouldn't we look to other countries? Why shouldn't we take the Swiss example, one of the safest nations on earth? What about Great Britain? A lot of people mention Great Britain, where there are, even the police officers don't have guns. And people are prosecuted for defending themselves? No, thank you. That's what good. about Japan, where uh, guns are totally banned in the entire country from civilian ownership? And there was, was it last year, there was a guy that went into the school and stabbed all the students? 36 people. 30, yes. Mm -hmm. great How many were killed in that? How many were killed? I don't think any, I don't think anyone was killed in that attack. I don't know if they were killed, but they were stabbed. diminish their pain and their suffering and the trauma to them. I mean, I, I'm not saying it wasn't traumatic. All I'm saying is I'm not sure that's a, an appropriate example because while you say knives do a lot of damage, I don't think anyone was actually killed in that attack. And I think given the choice, I mean, it's kind of a strange thing to say. What? You probably would rather have an attacker with a knife would probably be easier to stop than an attacker with a gun. Am I right? Not, Great so. Not, in not so at all. This was this attack that he, you all were just referring in to with 36 after, kids in Japan. Just I think we just have to be... In Great know. Britain, after guns were made illegal, murders by knife went up dramatically. Y'all hear that? Yeah. Like Count Basie said, one more time. Let's hear that one again. That's what about good. Japan, where uh, guns are totally banned in the entire country from civilian ownership? And there was, was it last year, there was a guy that went into the school and stabbed all the students? 36 people. Yes. Mm -hmm. How many were police. killed in that? How I'm many were sure. killed? I, mean, I, don't think any, I don't think anyone was killed in that attack. I don't know if they were God. killed, but they were well, stabbed. <laughs> that that does diminish now. their pain and their suffering and the trauma to them. I mean, I, I'm not saying it wasn't traumatic. All I'm saying is I'm not sure that's a, an appropriate example because while you say knives do a lot of damage, I don't think anyone was actually killed in that attack. And I think given the choice, I mean, it's kind of a strange thing to say. What? You probably would rather have an attacker with a knife would probably be easier to stop than an attacker with a gun. Am I right? In that clip, you can hear an almost whispered, what? There as she's asking the question. That's me. And I'll tell you something else too. That was after I told her about what my dad had to face. So she knew. Y'all know I've met Katie. That's how I got that audio. You've probably seen the picture I posted with her standing with me. Folks, Katie's a tiny little thing. I didn't realize how small she was. She might be five foot three, maybe a hundred pounds, dripping wet. It's a good thing she's up there in that ivory tower with bodyguards and such, because there's no way she could have fought off even one of the assailants who attacked my dad, let alone all three of them. But then, I don't know, maybe that's how you think when you're a famous, blonde, filthy, rich, white feminist. I've got guards and wards. I've got nothing to worry about. Ban assault weapons now! Well, even that doesn't save you, folks. Nope. Y'all remember the actress Kelly McGillis from Top Gun? 
Yeah, the actress who played Charlie, the instructor and love interest of Tom Cruise's character, Maverick. Maverick? You big stud. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Oh, I wished I could have been Maverick right at that particular instant in time. <laughs> uh, that brings back some great memories of a modern classic movie, and it really is a modern classic. It, uh, if you haven't seen Top Gun, it's almost like having not seen Star Wars. Go rent it. You know that movie's still really popular today? Yeah, it remains popular today because it's a modern classic. And Kelly McGillis has been doing plenty of acting ever since. I, I love it when you know people are working. Well, just this week, unfortunately, that actress had to face attackers in her own home. Yeah, in her own home. Now, she's been a gun owner for several years, and I'm guessing shortly after she got brutally raped back in the early 80s. And I don't blame her one freaking bit. Oh, yeah, baby, Annie, get your gun. Hey, I got sisters, folks. No quarter whatsoever when it comes to that stuff. Well, Kelly McGillis was afraid that this home invader had found her gun. Turned out to be a mentally deranged woman with her daughter in tow. Yeah, yeah, her daughter in tow. That's right. A criminal actually brought her young daughter along with her for the break-in. Wow. The deranged woman started beating on McGillis, so naturally the actress ran to her truck for safety. Made it. Thank goodness. Got the heck out of there and called the police. The deranged woman was arrested. Afterwards, here's what Mrs. McGillis had to say. Quote, I thank you all for your warm thoughts and love. I'm still a bit shook up and struggling with some residual fear. I do have an alarm. I was complacent and didn't set it after living here for four years and having nothing happen. My bad. She broke into the garage window and, and crawled through by stacking ten bags of mulch. She threw dog food all over the kitchen floor to distract the dogs. I have three. Honestly, they seemed really freaked out by the whole thing. I have decided to get a conceal and carry permit, and you can be sure I will be setting the alarm from here on out. Close quote. Well, apparently some people don't like that she's going to protect herself. They're telling her, guns aren't the solution. Oh, really? Well, here's what McGillis had to say about that. It's a little bit of a long quote. Here we go. Quote, For those of you on my feed, her Twitter feed, that are telling me that getting a CC permit is not the best choice for me to make, well, let me fill you in on a few things that have led me to this decision. Which, by the way, I have struggled over for a long, long time. Not being a pro-gun fanatic. When I was 12, I was gang-raped by three men. Later, while in college, I was living in New York, I was held up at gunpoint. A year or so after that, while finding the subway, I was hit across the face a few times by a man who wanted me to give him some kind of a response to his calling me just a white bitch. Oh, um, remarkably or not, no one on the train offered any kind of assistance. Not long after that is when two men broke into my apartment while I was there and repeatedly raped me. I have been stalked by an ex-girlfriend who took great pains to try to poison my animals and wreak a swath of destruction of my personal property. 
After each one of these attacks, I moved, thinking I could find a safe place. Not. The incident Friday night has now pushed me over the edge. It has been my tipping point. No, I'm not a victim. I am a survivor. The last few hours, um, I've been alternating between tears, anger, despair, and the why me of it all. And if one fucking person out there says something like, why not you, I will go absolutely ballistic. A cute little phrase to make it all okay. For who? You? Me? It will not be okay. I am now left with all the terrifying feelings of PTSD and trying to pull myself out of the very depth of the all-consuming depression and despair. All that background pain has pushed itself to the fore of my psyche. And those demons are raging inside me right now. I do not ever want to feel violated again. Ever. Hence the conceal and carry. All I've ever wanted is to feel safe. Safe in my own home. And now two separate times that has been broken. I've thought about it long and hard. Ever since 1982. I don't know why this shit keeps happening to me. Bad karma? No, so a weirdo magnet. Am I supposed to be getting some kind of lesson from all this? Or is the universe out to get me? Or God? I don't know if there are answers. I just know I am deeply frightened. I can't think. I can't eat. And I am terrified to be alone. And the worst thing, my neighbor heard me screaming and yelling yelling for help and my car alarm going off and did absolutely nothing. This is the kind of world we live in. No one is willing to help their neighbor, the stranger, their brother or sister, the orphan or the widow. That's why I am going to start carrying a gun. Yeah, baby! Close freaking quote. Are you listening, Katie Couric? Stephanie Soaktig? However you pronounce it. Diane freaking Feinstein? How about Diane Sawyer? Any of you listening? That's right, folks. Being an attractive white blonde doesn't protect you either. Maybe that's why Katie admitted that she'd prefer armed protection for herself versus unarmed. Maybe that's why Diane Feinstein got her conceal and carry permit back in the 1970s. Maybe that's why Rosie O'Donnell's had armed protection for her family all this time. Maybe, folks. That's why Michael Bloomberg, one of the richest aunties of them all, has an armed phalanx protecting him 24-7. And we know that President Obama likes, and I quote, guys with guns guarding his own daughters. Because he said so. No, he wasn't kidding either. Don't you think that for a second. He might have been chuckling, but those are his daughters. He meant every word of that. Well said, Kelly McGillis. Well said, Kelly McGillis. And you're going to be in a lot of good company. Yes, arm yourself. Make yourself a frequent attendee at your local range. By the way, well done on your first target. That was really good, especially for what looks like your first time out with that weapon. I would suggest you go even further, ma'am. Go ahead and even take a tactical defense class or two. We say black lives do matter? Well, yeah, of course they do. Well, so does Kelly McGillis's. So does hers. And I fully support her decision to carry. 100%. 
folks, I wish we could go back in time and undo all the crap, all the, all the shit that has happened to this woman in her life. Assaults, multiple rapes. Like she said, it's enough to get you to wonder sometimes if the universe is out to get you. Well, the next time anyone messes with her, I suspect we'll be reading an obituary about the attacker this time. And as much as I value life, in such a case, I'd have to say, you did what you had to do, ma'am. Because she would have. I often tell you at the end of our episodes that the key to freedom is the ability to defend yourself. Because it is. And if you don't have the tools to do that, then you're at the mercy of those who would do you harm. Kelly McGillis now knows this too. And the tools for that self-defense are what? Yep. Guns. And Katie Couric knows it too. She said so. Oh, and so does every member of Congress. I used to work on Capitol Hill, folks. You should see the armed protection surrounding the Capitol building. Whoa! It's like an army zone. And that's also why the antis who did that sit-in in Congress last week are so wrong. They're trying to strip a civil right with no due process. None. No due process. All the while, they're sitting protected by machine guns. Multiple machine guns. With, oh, by the way, standard capacity 30-round magazines. How's about that, Representative John Lewis? Huh? How about that? This is Cowboy T, signing off. Until next time. Till then, safe shooting. Practice often. Know that even though I'm straight, I'm still a pink pistol. Send your good thoughts toward Mrs. McGillis. She needs them right now. And as always, thanks for listening.